This week on the Winning Edge podcast, we're joined by leading Sydney jockey Tommy Berry. Thanks for coming on the show, Tommy. My pleasure. How are you? Good, mate. Um, first of all, congratulations on finishing second in the Jockeys Premiership. You must have been pretty thrilled with that. Yeah, I was. You know, it was only my first season back from Hong Kong, and I think the riding ranks in, in New South Wales are the strongest they've been for a long time. And um, so, even you know, I was obviously helped with Huey going away, but um, you know, it was it was nice to. To, to get second and hopefully I can improve on that again this year and get a little bit closer to James and Hugh again. Did you set goals at the start of the season? Did you have a goal in mind for last year? Or for last, last season? Yeah, I think, you, I think you've always got to set goals because if you don't have goals, you haven't got anything to achieve and um, you know, I always set my goals quite high and, and this year it was sort of finishing the top three and I thought that was you know, as I said with the jockeys ranks being as, as, as solid as they were and you know, me sort of coming back from you know, scratch virtually with with riding wise. Um, I had to had to sort of start with nothing and build up a you know a, a nice clientele base again, and I was able to do that. So to finish second was you know above the expectations that I set myself, which was nice. And obviously, being so competitive in Sydney must be even more satisfying to to finish you know a, um, not too far off James. Yeah, well, you know, James is he's a world class rider, and he had one of them breakout seasons where everything went his way, and he you know he, he works hard and. He's, a, he's an incredible rider, so to, to finish behind him and, you know, to have the likes of Huey and um, Kieran and, and Blake Shinnan that around you with Brenton Abdullah as well, so there's a, there's a lot of good ones that have sort of finished below or around me as well, so it's, um, yeah, it's very pleasing and, you know, now it's a new season now, so it all starts again and, and we've got to work hard to try and try and hold that spot. So there's no Blake this season, but there's obviously Nash Rilla back and uh, Glenn Boss is here, so um, do you feel you can, can continue to ride as many winners and perhaps get to the top? Yeah, I think I will. You know, like I, I'm, I'm pretty determined. I work very hard and I've got a great clientele base ride for most of the leading trainers and, um, and yeah, so I, I can't, you know, I'd like to think I could sort of finish in the first three or four again uh, this season. And But as you said, we, we lost Blake, but we've, we've gained Nash and, um, and Glenn Boss, so um, it's, it's great to see. And I, I'd always, I'd rather ride against the best and the worst. It just makes you go to a new level and just shows that you can't really, there's, there's nowhere to hide in Sydney and, and you can't really have a, a quiet time because um, as soon as you go away or, or or have a bit of a quiet time, there's someone there to, to, to take your spot. So um, I like that about Sydney. It makes you sort of go to a new level, which is good. And we've got a couple of big races not too far away. Do you, do you target specific races you want to tick off? Oh, I think, you know, everyone's sort of got their majors. In Melbourne, you've got the Cup the two cups and the Cox Plate and then in Sydney Doncasters which I've, I've, I've won a lot of the majors in Sydney which is great at the moment um, with the Sydney Cup and Doncaster and uh, Epsom and, and, and Golden Slippers I've, I've, I've knocked a few of them off obviously the Queen Elizabeth now the Mighty Mare's gone would be a nice one to, to have on the mantelpiece and the and the, uh, and the Everest which isn't too far away and I've got Purata in that so um, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm a live chance uh, come that, that race around and Pirata trolled this morning at Warwick Farm. How did he feel? Yeah, he felt really good. He, he obviously didn't have the blinkers on, so I was surprised to see him as forward and, and troll as well as he did. Um, you know, he's, he's in great form and um, had a really good good preparation uh, last prep and he was competitive all, all prep, but he feels like he's gone to a new level. He feels a little bit strong with his preparation as well, so um, I, think, I think we'll see the best of him in his preparation. And the Everest is still two months away. Do you know the path that they'll take with him? Yeah, I know he'll have one more trial, and then he'll probably he'll probably run in the um, the, the shorts and the Concord, 
uh, into the Everest. So you'll probably, yeah, two trials, two runs is the, is the aim at the moment, I think. Yep. Um, anything else stand out from this morning's trials? A few of good dolphins went well. Tongariro and Torrid and uh, Devon for the Snowdens looked looked pretty handy. Yeah, look, there's a nice young bunch of horses coming through there. Um, there are obviously a lot of horses that haven't even had a start yet, so they've sort of got to come out and make their debuts. But uh, Monday's trials are looking looking pretty good. I've got Libertini uh, going around again. She trialed really well um, a couple of weeks ago, and Prince Farwas as well, the Jay Jackins winner. So there's a couple of nice ones going around there, and um, yeah, it's something to look forward to. You've been busy at the trials this week. I think it was uh, you had rides in 13 of the 15 trials at uh, Rose Hill on Tuesday. Yeah, no, no, they're a nice bunch. Um, you know, obviously the Hawks team have a, a good bunch of young horses coming through as well. And um, you know, we saw the, uh, the the half to Merchant Navy. Uh, his, his name escapes me at the moment, but um, he went around in the last trial and trialed well. And Trope, uh, obviously trialed. And Dawn Dawn, who's going around at the weekend, she's going very good. And horses like Dyslexic, and you know, the, the, the list rolls on. So um, you know, it's. I said to my father the other day, I get more excited about going to the trials this time of year than you do going to the races because there's just so, so many nice horses coming back for the spring. Yep, yep. And one you didn't mention was uh, Standout. I thought that trial was very nice, and he's accepted for Gosford Tuesday and he's Golden Rose nommed. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a nice horse. He's always showed plenty of ability. He's a big, strong brute, and um, he trialled really well. He wasn't overly comfortable in the going, so I kept him on the brawl, and, and he impressed me, you know, so he, he'll go around on Tuesday. I think it's 1100 at Gosford, and, and he'll make his presence felt, and, and we'll sort of see where he's at from then. And you know, even though it's only a, a, a maiden at Gosford on a Tuesday, there's, the, the two-year-old races, even at the provincials, have been very competitive of late, and, and the form out of that has been able to go on and win in town. So I think we'll get a good guide of where he's at. And you mentioned Dawn Dawn racing uh, tomorrow off that trial on Tuesday. Uh, do you think she'll be hard to beat? I think she'll, you know, I think she should be shorter than the market suggests. She's eleven dollars, I think, or around that mark, and I think she's tried really well, and she's um, she's got good early stats, and I can't see why she wouldn't run a big race, especially from a good barrier. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty keen on the chance. And in the feature race, you've got Vega Days uh, in the Missile Stakes. The two trials have looked good. Yeah, especially his last one. It was obviously up against Red Zell and a few other handy types, so it wasn't in a in a plain trial and. And he went to the line under a pretty good hold, so it'd be interesting to see what he's what he's got off the bridle. But um, he's he's really strengthened up this preparation. He's a lot more relaxed than he used to be, and um, you know he's had them two solid trials where you know it suggests to us that he's forward enough to go to the races. He's obviously up against Elise, who's who's a standout in the race, and she's the one to beat. And um, you know it'd be be no you know no no cost next to his name if he got beat by her. But um, you know I think. Uh, I think the market's got, got them a bit further away than they should be, so I, I think he'll run well. Elise was obviously hard to beat, but uh, your bloke's only been beaten by one horse, and that's the Autumn Sun, so we all know how good he is. Or was, sorry. Yeah, exactly, and, and one of those starts, it was only by a nose, so, you know, my bloke's, as I said, he's, he's probably, you know, he's because he's, he's, he's only got a, lot, a low rating, and um, he's still got a little bit to prove yet, so um, I think some people are probably, you know, underestimate him a little bit, but, um, you know, that's for him to prove, and... He's got to go out there and get the job done. So um, at the moment, um, he's what he is, and he's, he's got to go out and perform with the big horses, and I think he can do that. So I'm looking forward to riding him. And the small field, do you think he'll, he'll obviously be close to the lead? Yeah, well, he's, he's always shown speed, but as I said, he's a lot more relaxed his prep, and he's been getting back a little bit more in his trials um, and, and hitting the line strong. So 
I would uh, go out to lead on him, but if he found himself in front, I wouldn't be disappointed. But I'll come out pretty neutral on him and, and take my time out of that 1,200-metre shoot, and, and I'm sure that uh, he'll find a nice spot from, from where he is anyway. And you've got Lucia Shello in the Rosebud. She looks to have a good deal of ability. Um, the last start win at Rose, who was very dominant? Yeah, look, she's a lovely filly, and, you know, she's got she's to step up into, in, into this sort of company now. She, she obviously, um, she beat a handy enough field, but only a winner, a winner, sort of class two-year-old field, but um, she put them away really quickly and, and, and put a space in arrivals, which is always good to see with young horses. Um, a lot of young horses, when they get to the front, they'll, they'll usually switch off, but she's still going to take the line strong, and she's really grown as a, you know, immensely into a nice filly. She had a few issues early on, so it was good to see her do that the other day, and she had a great experience at the races, whether it was in the barriers or in the run, so um, barrier nine is not really a disadvantage for her. She'll, she'll get back anyway and probably be close enough to last and there looks to be good speed in the race so we'll just save it for that one last crack and she's got a nice light weight on her back and she's got to as I said she's got to step up again and prove herself up against some of these better class uh, three-year-olds so um you know Saturday's going to tell the tale for her. And Tanico, she's she's flying at the moment she won well two starts ago and um, got a fair way back from that wide gate behind Bonamy last start can she trouble the hot favourite hot brown her? Yeah I think so and you know she I, I did read something the other day that she she ran seven lengths on, on the same day when they both both won. She was seven lengths quicker on the day, you know. So she's um, but they'll all be different uh, di- different distances. But um, you know, she's she's a smart mare. Uh, she's put a couple of good runs together, and she ran home a good time the other day against the against the bias of the track. So I think what's going to suit her this weekend is just a small field. So she's not going to really get too far back. And um, she won't have as much ground to make up. So, um, Hawk Beyond Her is a, a really nice up and coming horse, and she's going to have to go to another level to beat her, but I think she can. And you've got Saintly Sunrise in the highway. The the rise to 1800 looks ideal. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really know too much about the horse, but, um, you know, um, you know, Kylie, when she brings him to town, and, and especially for the highways, she's always very competitive with her team, and um, I'm sure uh, this won't be any different. And Nojo comes back from Melbourne. Uh, good gate winner at the track. Yeah, he's um, he's going really well. I, I trialled him before he went to Melbourne and thought he'd be hard to beat first up, which he did. He won. And he's a very consistent type. He's drawn a good barrier, so he'll get a good run from the gate. He seems to like it at Rose Hill, and uh, you know he'll, he'll be in for a long way. And you've also got Matau, who's back in the winners list last start. Can he go on with it? Yeah, look, you know, horses that have struggled to get in the winner's circle for a while, once they have that win, it definitely boosts their confidence. And, and Chris has a great strike rate of, um, you know, when he wins with a horse, getting them to continue on that, that form and that winning path. And, you know, he's, he's a horse who, he's, you know, he puts himself in the right position early, he just finds a lot of trouble down the straight usually, but we were able to, to, to get around that the other day. And he's, um, you know, he's drawn well enough where he's, he's going to get a run, you know, midfield to back again and, and come with that, that one one quick run. And, um, you know, it's a very, very similar sort of race to what he was up against last week. So he'll be in with a great chance again. You've got a great book of rides um, tomorrow. You've got some good rides coming up in the coming months as well. You've obviously got Pierrata and Libertini. Any others who are on your radar is looking forward to riding? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Exceedance come back and spend. Uh, they're two nice three-year-olds of, for the Hawks team and they've got, you know, big booms on them. And, you know, they're only likely to race and uh, they've got a bit to prove at this stage, but the um, what they've been showing us at home it shows that they're, they're above average. So I'm looking forward to those two coming back. And, and Kluger, um, he, he'll have his first start in Japan, I think, either this weekend or next weekend, and he'll come back for a Cox Plate campaign. Um, and, 
Madison County. I haven't been confirmed for him yet, but he's obviously a smart New Zealand galloper who ran second in the derby and, and finished behind the Autumn Sun as well. So he's coming back for a, a Melbourne campaign. So um, we'll see where he's at very shortly as well. Exciting times. What's the latest with Exceedance? When, when's um, he can, kicking off? Oh, sure. Uh, to be honest, he's, he's definitely he's back in work and he's had a few gallops, so it um, wouldn't surprise me to see him step out at the next Rose Hill Trials. So we'll see what happens there, but I'll uh, just wait and see what the Hawks want to do with him, but I'm sure they've met their the plan already. Perfect. All right, thanks, Tommy. Well, good, good luck tomorrow. Good luck for the rest of the carnival and thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. My pleasure. Thank you very much.